Amen. Appreciate that. Brother Casey and all those that lead us in worship here on Sunday mornings. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you over to the, to the book of Hebrews. Uh, this past week, as I was thinking about the journey that we're on, you know, we're all on a journey if you're a believer. We're all on a journey walking and becoming more and more Christ-like, becoming and being made into the image of Jesus. Think about your journey. Think about where you were when you trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you remember that? I hope that you can. I was a young kid. I had not done a lot of the bad things that the world would label as bad, but I had not done the one thing that Christ commanded, and that was fully trusting Him. And at, at nine years old, I trusted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Do you remember where you were? It could have been at a vacation Bible school. It could have been a revival. It could have been a church service, maybe a, a youth camp, women's retreat, men's retreat. It could have been down a dirt road. I know individuals who met Christ on the road, met Christ before or, or as they were going to make some very difficult decisions, the Holy Spirit of God found them and radically changed them and brought them from death to life. We're all on a journey. If you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we're on a journey. And, and that journey begins. There's essentials for the journey that are necessary, that are absolute fundamentals of our faith in our walk with Jesus. And the first and foremost is faith. I, I hear Brother Casey and, and, and I hear the praise team and I hear the words and we get excited and we raise our hands and I hear you behind us as you clap for the songs and as we celebrate. But you know it takes faith to believe any of this, doesn't it? It takes faith to believe that, that any of this is true. You know, there are, those, there are those who have yet trusted Jesus as their Lord and Savior who struggle with every bit of this. They struggle with this Word. They struggle with, from in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth all the way to behold I come quickly. They struggle with, is this real? Does this stuff really make sense? Does it fit in the way I want to believe? And here's the thing about it. Guys, God's Word doesn't always make sense, but it's true. God's Word doesn't always fit the way we want our lives or we, the way we're carrying ourselves. But it's true, every bit of it. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. We know what the book of Hebrews, what chapter 11 is. It's the walk of faith. It's the hall of faith through which you, you sort of take a, a journey down through Old Testament times and you see the various individuals. But I want you to look at verse 6. We're going to go to a couple of different verses throughout Scripture, but look at verse 6. As we think about the essential of this journey that we own, it has to begin with faith. I prayed about all the different things that we could talk about. You could say, Scripture, an essential of the journey, an essential of walking and growing in your relationship with Christ is, is Scripture. Yes, that's true, but you've got to have faith to believe it. You've got to have faith. 
We, we talked about uh, trials. We, 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 we've heard and we know we've been through trials and the testing of our faith produces something in us because look at verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says this, Without faith it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please God. You and I, if we do not have faith, first of all, without faith it is impossible to trust Him. It is impossible to be a Christian. It is impossible to believe this book is true. It is impossible to please God in any aspect of our lives, in any aspect of this journey, if it were not for faith. We'd be lost if it was not for faith. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because those, look at what it says. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. Let's look at those things quickly. He is. Who is he? you got to have faith to believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and out of absolute nothingness. There was nothing. God didn't, God didn't have nuts and bolts. He didn't have screws. He didn't have metal. He didn't have wood and nails. God didn't have all of that. He didn't have matter. He was outside of time, space, and matter. And He spoke into absolute nothingness everything that you and I see around us. And it is by faith. We see that. We went out last night. I took the kids out. You know, you don't always find yourself in a place to where you can look up and see the sky big and black with no lights. And we went out and we looked up and it was, it was a beautiful, clear sky. And we saw just, I'd say we saw hundreds. But we know science and the telescopes and all the smart people have told us there are billions and billions and billions and billions of stars out there. Light years apart. And the God of this universe, the same God that spoke into existence, holds every single one of those stars up and He knows them by name and He puts them there and He holds them in the palm of His hand. And as you and I go through life, as we go through the difficulties of life, the the situations of life, we cannot ever forget that that same God who spoke out of absolute nothingness, everything holds you and I in the palm of His hand. He sees us. He sees us not just on a Sunday morning when we sit and as we worship and as we have our Bibles opened in our laps, but He sees us when, when we think nobody else is watching. We, he sees us when, when we're at the end of our rope. You ever get to the end of your rope? God sees you. you, ever, you ever, is it ever overwhelming? Is it ever seen more than you can handle? God sees you. God knows everything. Guys, it is by faith that this happens. He is Every single word, all all the verses in this book, every single word of this book is God-breathed. God used men, yes, to write the words that we find in this book. And every single one of these words are inherent. They are God-breathed. They are inspired. How do you know that? By faith. By faith. I, I believe it. I I can't pick which, well, is there any of it you don't believe? Well, well, where does that stop? Well, this, there's questions here. Well, if there's questions here, there's questions here. It's either all right or it's not right. 
By faith, we got to have faith. Guys, faith is what gets us through the difficult times. Faith is what lets us see God in the center of every single bit of it. Verse 1, verse 1. Now, faith is the... I'm reading from the New American Standard, but I learned it in a different version. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I've never seen God, but I know He's there. I've never seen Him. I've never walked with Him. I've never had, a, had an audible conversation with Him. But I know He is there. How do I know that, faith? I've never seen Him, but I have faith. I, 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 this book... This book, every bit of it, this book that says He created it, this book that says He sustains it, He, he holds it up, it's, it's from Him and through Him and to Him. It's all for His glory, it's all for His honor, it's all for Him. How do we get that? It's by faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Because we've got to believe that He is, and that he is the rewarder of those who seek Him. Verse 6, He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. You and I know, why, why are we obedient? Why are we obedient to God if we don't have faith? Why are we obedient? Why, why don't we just do what we want to do? See, that's the thing. We know Christ died on that cross. We know He requires obedience. We know that there is a holy standard. Where does all of that come from? It comes from the Word of God. It comes from Scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to know God. Without faith, you're not a Christian. Faith is the first step. It's a gift from God. I don't understand it. It is a gift that God gives to you and me to let us believe. You know, as a kid, I remember as a kid, I would hear the stories and I knew I needed something. I knew there was something missing. I would hear the stories and the preacher would ask, are you a Christian? And I'd say, no. Have you ever trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'd say, no. If you died, do you know where you'd spend eternity? I don't know where I'd spend eternity. I hear you talking about that stuff. I hear you, I hear you talking about that Jesus. I hear you talking about that cross. I hear you talking it, but I don't know him personally. I don't, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. But when I trusted him, when he came and he found me down that dirt road, down that dirt road, that country dirt road at that country church, Small church, I'll never forget where I was. He made me new. He gave me faith to believe and faith to start putting this stuff together. And this book that used to be just black and white words that was just stories started to come alive. The Old Testament started to come alive and the New Testament started to come alive. I started reading it personally. I started seeing myself and how God was speaking in and through me. Look over, look over with me. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Without faith it's impossible to know God. Without faith it is impossible to have a relationship with God. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Faith. Lost people don't have it. Oh, they have faith to believe that, hey, if they have a worldly faith. They have a, hey, I, I know there's nothing there. There's, there's nothing out there. But the gift of faith that brings salvation, that brings heart change, that brings conversion of the soul, is a gift of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. I can't say I have more faith. It's a gift. I can't say that, 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 that I did something to earn it. No, it was a gift from God. God found me. He saved me. He gave me the ability to make let this stuff all make sense. It's faith. It's faith. As you sit there and as you read and as, as, it, as it comes to you and you pray, you pray, Lord God, I'm about to study your word. Lord, I'm about to read your word. I'm about to hear your word. And the scripture is read and it makes sense. And you see that, look, my life is not lining up. Lord, I've got sin in my life. I've got disobedience. I have a rebellious heart. God, there's things that I'm doing that does not please you. It doesn't line up with your word. And Lord, forgive me. Why do we even take the time? Because of faith. Why do we even stop to listen? Why do we even stop to read it? Because it's through faith that we came to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It was, it was as at faith. Remember, remember when the pastor said, would you like to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And you sat there with your hands clenched and you're looking around. Do I go up there? Why did you go up there? Why did, you, why did you cry out to Jesus? Why did you ask for forgiveness? Why? Because the Spirit of God inside of you was drawing you. We know that by faith. Guys, without faith it is impossible to please God, to know God, to walk in obedience to God, to understand God. It is faith. The message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. This doesn't make sense to people who do not know Jesus. It, it does not make sense. By, by faith we're saved. By faith we, we have a re love relationship. We're brought into a relationship. You've got to go all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, there in the garden, remember they sinned? I believe their sin passed down to generation to generation to generation to generation all the way down to us. We sit here today with a sin problem. Humanity has a sin problem. And there's only one hope and that hope is Jesus. How do we know that? By faith. By faith. One more verse. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Satan comes and he lies and he manipulates and he says, Look, you've messed up and there's no hope. There's no way that you can, have, you can be right with God. There's no way God can love you. There's no way God can use you. There's no way God can forgive you. You've gone too far. You told him you would repent and you'd never do it again and you did it again. Listen, Therefore, having been justified by faith, that is a judicial term, external, it is done in the heavens, it is done in the mind of God. He has stamped you and I clean. He has stamped you and I His. We belong to Him. Satan cannot take us out of the Father's hand. There's nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, period. And I, I know every bit of that. It's just Scripture after Scripture tied to and meshed together it's nothing but faith I don't bring nothing to the table there's nothing good in me I know my good is filthy rags I know my best is filthy rags I know the good in me it's Christ in me I know that, that the old me is dead and the new me is Christ I know that I'm a, an, an, an ambassador of His how do I know all of that? through faith believing this word guys Faith transforms us. Faith takes us on this journey and it transforms us from the person that used to... What does all of this mean? This black and white book at best. This black and white book at best that that guy on the stage gets really excited about and those guys get really passionate about singing. Faith transforms you and me into something radically different. That's why believers can't stay where they're at. That's why a believer cannot. There's, there, there's no sideline believers. There's no casual observers in the Christian faith. There's no, hey, well, I want Jesus and I want heaven and I want all of that to be held up there. And from that, this point on, I'm just going to live for me and I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to, if I need you, I'll call you. You know what that is? That's being lost. That's not a Christian. That's not transforming faith. That's not a faith. That without faith it's impossible to please God because he who comes to God has to believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. There's a lot of people who want this fellowship. But they don't want this. All that comes with this. I cannot tell you the number of times I've looked at someone and said, are you a Christian? And they said, No. I'm like, would you like to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And they say, I'm not ready. They say, well, I'm not ready right now. I've got to get some things straight. I've got to go home and I've got to fix some things. I've got to get my life straight. I've got to work on my marriage. I've got to work on my job. I, I still, you know what they're basically saying? <laughs> they're saying, I don't want to give up. It's, he's not worth giving all of this up for. Jesus is not worth it. How can a person say that? Guys, when you have life-changing, saving faith 
in Christ. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Therefore, we're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. When we see Jesus, when we see Jesus there on the cross, I love what he said. We, we see an empty cross, God sees an empty tomb. How in the world can you and I want to continue to live, our, live for ourselves when we see the sacrifice Jesus made for us? How could we want to play church when we see Christ? How could we want to go through the motions when we see Christ? How could a person play the game, look the part, wear the suit, sing the songs, do it all and play the game and miss Jesus altogether because they do not have saving faith. A foundational, fundamental part of the journey with Christ is you got to believe Him completely. you got to have faith in every bit of what He's doing. Not just the, I want the heaven part. No, I want to surrender my life to you also part. I give you my family. I give you my future. I give you my health. I give you my job. I give you my 401k, Jesus. I give you my health insurance. I give you everything there is to do about me because I am surrendering my life in your hands. That is faith. I don't know what the next step is, but I trust you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I laid in bed last night and I was thinking, how can I explain that? They've heard this preached so many times. This is nothing new to the church. This is nothing new to believers. Faith is the rubber meeting the, hitting the road part. Faith is the okay, let's quit talking about it and let's do it part. Faith is this is real and let's go apply it. No, we don't see the outcome yet. No, we don't have the reward physically, tangibly yet. But I hope it's out there. And because of what I see out there in the Word of God and what's promised out there to me, I am going to ignore the world and ignore the noise and I am just going to trust you, Jesus. That's what God wants from us. Is a faith that blocks out the distractions. A faith that looks at Satan and says, you're defeated. Fear is crippling our society right now. Fear is crippling churches, ministries. Fear is crippling. And Jesus has already told us that He's overcome the world. God's told us if we all things work together to the good, to those who are called according to my purpose. God is causing all things to work together for the good. How do you believe that? I believe it by faith. God allows things to happen to us. God allows difficulties to come to us. You know, you can pray for greater faith. You know that? We don't have because we don't ask. 
I've had people, I've had so many people, my faith's just not strong. Have you asked God to strengthen your faith? Have you asked God to give you greater faith? Have you, have you asked God, have you just simply asked God to take this book and make it come alive? Have you ever admitted to God, Lord God, I don't understand it all. Sometimes I read it and it don't make sense. Lord, and I want to understand it better. And I trust you to just make it better. Have you ever asked for, for more? Lord, I want to know you more. And then just step out on faith, trusting that He's going to give you the desires of your heart. Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How in the world do you step out on that? By faith? and essential for the journey. But guys, so many inside of the church, so many of us as believers, we don't, we don't utilize it. We don't, we don't apply it. We worry, we doubt, we fear. We get anxious. We, we trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He'll direct your path. Wow, that is a good idea. No, that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Just believe it. And then apply it. And then apply it. What if we just took it? Took this book and just applied it. It tells Joshua, stand. Stand. Have I not told you to stand? Trust me. Seek me. Knock. Come looking for me. Guys, inside the church, our faith is weak sometimes. We got enough faith to save us, I guess, but then the, to step out in life and to, to go. We're justified by faith. We're saved by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we've got to take those steps. I've explained it like this. You don't have blocks up here. You got squares. I can't stand in these squares. But imagine a block. I can do this block all day long. I can do this block with my eyes closed. You know what this block looks like? Waking up, going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, maybe eating a little bit, getting ready, running out the door, going through the day, coming home. I can do this block with my eyes closed. Can't you? Yeah. But you know where God wants us? You know where faith takes us? It takes us out of the comfort into places that we're not accustomed to standing. I don't know what this feels like here. I'm not used to this. I don't, I don't understand this. I, I don't know what's next. Faith takes us on a journey that, that I don't always know. And I'm not going to step. Some of you are scared. Faith sometimes puts us, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't, where's it at? Where's it at, Lord? What's the next thing going to be? Where's the step, Lord? You know, the step, is it over here? Is it up here? Is it down there? God came to Abram one day and he said, Abraham, get up and leave everything you got and go. And you know what he did? He, he, he went. That's faith. It's, it's fundamental. It's, it's a basic tenet of the Christian faith. It's faith in Him. Lord, I don't know what you're doing to me. I don't know what you're doing with me. I don't know what you're doing through me. I don't know what you're going to do. But Lord, I'll go. I ask a lot of rhetorical questions. That means just sit there and answer it in your mind. I've had a lot of people answer them out loud. You don't have to. I'm telling you early on. How's your faith? 
Is it enough to save you? And that's about it. Somebody prayed. Somebody, somebody said, hey, do you want to go to heaven? And you said, yes, what I have to do, sign me up. There's a lot of people, that's it. Are you a Christian? You, I've asked that question several times since you've seen me. And you said, yes, I'm a Christian. And my question is, well, how do you know that? Usually, usually I'll follow it with just a simple word, why? Why are you a Christian? Well, I, I came down one Sunday and, and I said the prayer the preacher told me to pray. And, and I went back to my pew and he come over and he talked to me. And at some point I got in a baptistry somewhere and, and I'm a Christian. Well, how's your walk been since? Well, I don't really have much of a walk. How's your Bible study? Well, I, I kind of I kind of fell out of that. How's your prayer life? I don't really pray too much. But you're a Christian, right? Oh yeah, I'm going to heaven. Salvation is not repeating a prayer. Salvation is following Jesus. Salvation is not signing a Bible and, 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 and making a statement and signing your name and dating it at the bottom. Salvation is by faith starting on a journey with Jesus saying, Yes, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. You did die on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. There's nothing I could do to save myself. I can't make myself better. I, can't, I cannot wipe out even one sin of mine. And I'm going to follow you and I'm going to give you my life and I'm going to give you my wife and I'm going to give you my kids and I'm going to give you their health and I'm going to give you our future and our hope. I'm not just going to... I don't want you to just take care of the heaven part. I want you to take care of the here and now part. Lord, where do you want me to go? Here I am, send me. God, how do you want me to live? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to... Who do you want me to talk to? Lord, what do you want me to say when I see them? We've been crucified with Christ. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Are you on that journey? I'm not talking about the easy believism faith journey. I'm talking about the essentials of walking with Christ in a New Testament believing saving faith. I'm on a journey that you know what? You may send me and I'll do whatever, Lord. I don't know why you want to use me. There's far more talented. There's far more better. But I'll go. That kind of faith. Do you have that kind of faith? Saving faith. I think saving faith is... It's almost like the guys in the past when I said, are you a Christian? Do you, would you like to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior? And they say, I'm not ready. It's almost like they get it a little better than even the ones that just sign me up. Because at least the ones that say I'm not ready realize that there is there's sacrifice in following you know what, when I follow you, Jesus, I'm going to lose my family. I may lose my friends. I may lose my job. I may lose those closest to me. I may lose that group that invites me every Friday night. I may lose that bunch I hang around and on Saturday during the ball games and we do things that do not please and honor you. Lord, I am not. Do you see my point? Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
They say, look, I'm not ready for that kind of commitment yet. Because listen, following Christ by faith, there's a commitment to walk with Him. Not just a a casual casual picking and choosing. No, it is a sold out. God, I give you every bit of me. What kind of faith do you have? What kind of faith do you have? Casual faith or a committed faith? A faith that's easy? Or a faith that just... Lord, what are they going to say if I do that? What are they going to say if I... If I'd say no, what are they going to say? Lord, help me. Is it, is it sort of a, a faith that stretches you? Let me tell you something. That cross wasn't easy. That cross wasn't easy. You read on into Hebrews and you look at how those guys followed at this level of faith, how far they went. It says the world is not worthy of men such as these. And we complain sometimes. I know this is meddling church, but we complain that the temperature is not right and the bulletin wasn't printed right and the second flute was a little off and it, it just messed me up this morning. Do we even have a second flute? We do have a second flute. Sorry. You did a... Fabulous job, second flute. (laughs) But you know my point, don't you? Is that faith? Wow. Silly, isn't it? I want to pray. I want to pray for this room. I want to pray for that room out there. I want to pray for those of you that are watching and you say... Brother Shannon, I want a stronger faith. I want a deeper faith. I want a more more committed faith. I want a faith because I know it's impossible to please God if I'm just casually playing this game. Father God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus for every person, Lord, that's here right now. God, I pray that, Lord, if they're playing the game, God, that you would just speak to them. God, as your Holy Spirit, speak to them the level of commitment you desire, Lord. We can't can't serve two masters. We can't play in both courts. We want what this world has to offer, and yes, we want heaven too, Lord. That's not, that's not, that's hypocritical. Lord, forgive us for that. God, I pray that if there's someone who's never trusted you as Lord and Savior, God, they They've never completely surrendered, completely given themselves over, completely bought out, completely said, Jesus, I give you everything that I am. I give you my full life, my full everything, my eternity, my life today. Lord, I give you my sinfulness, my brokenness, my messed upness. Lord, I give you everything that I am. Lord, please, Holy Spirit of God, do not let us play church. 
Because many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we do a lot of amazing things for you? Didn't we do a lot of churchy stuff for you? And then those words will be spoken, depart from me, because I've never knew you. You didn't really trust me. You didn't walk in faith. Lord, help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.